Welcome to the Chandy 1G Fantasy Basketball Podcast, where me, Chandy, and my co-host, Wanji, basically just talk about anything and everything fantasy basketball related. So uh, this is episode zero of our show, um, and we just kind of want to introduce everyone to the show here. So uh, the concept of our podcast is that we're just, you know, two regular dudes that just want to just talk about fantasy basketball and um, we thought it might be an interesting thing to kind of um, you know put into a podcast so maybe we'll get some listeners if anything so um, I feel like we have pretty interesting opinions on things going on in fantasy and uh, coming up uh, it might be something you know cool to listen to uh, during the season so um, yeah that's a little bit about the podcast here so i'll throw it over to my co-host wenji if you want to add anything in there yeah this is just like two guys talking to each other and it's it'll be basketball related too if it's related to fantasy right so Mm -hmm. headlines and stuff that happened within the last week but um i would say that never take our advice if there's a (laughs) listener out there because we're just two idiots talking about basketball, right? Yes, and and we are by no means experts on anything fantasy basketball yeah. related. I just thought, you know, we have some pretty interesting opinions um, that we'll go over as, you know, as we continue on to future episodes. So I'm pretty sure um, people will start to understand how we think as time goes on. But yeah, I mean, I guess um, that's pretty much it. So if you're listening, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you join us as we go on throughout the fantasy season and i guess with that we'll kind of segue into our first little topic here which is our fantasy background so um i'll just talk a little bit about my basketball fantasy background first and then i'll hand it over to my co-host here so um i have been playing fantasy basketball since 2014 so that's about god damn <laughs> so that's about what six seven years almost of experience um yeah uh obviously you know i started off very small and in our little private leagues and then kind of uh joined a lot of the yahoo fantasy uh public leagues as time went on but um yeah my my experience is mainly in yahoo fantasy basketball um head to head um i did try what was it rotisserie rotisserie one year rotisserie sounds better yeah rotisserie sounds better but um yeah i i tried it one year and um i i i didn't or it it just was a bit confusing to me so i like head-to-head i like to keep it you know this is my one opponent and you know i want to go i want to just beat them that's all i need to do so yeah yeah and um i mean i don't want to talk about my finishes in those six or seven years but I'm at least happy to say that I have won championships in that time. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that was back in, what is it, 2017, I think. And that was... Oh, we can't, we can't see other people's wins, eh? No, no, I don't think so. But that is... Oh, no, wait. No, not 2017. Oh, tw- I won in 2017. 2016. I can see my own win. 2016, 2016. Yeah. Sorry. So that was the year, but... Um, yeah, 2016 was a great year for me, but we'll, we'll go into that, I guess, further on because that's what I'm always going to touch back on my, my championship year, my one championship year in seven years. Uh, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess that's a little bit of a my fantasy background. Um, I guess I'll hand it over to 1G if you want to talk about your yeah. background. I mean, I didn't join, like, I joined in 2015, so... I don't know six years and it's just the same thing just like the small private leagues right but we've kind of um added people every year i'd say like the last two years were more fun you know when it's like 12 teams and up yeah um but also head to head and that's the only thing that i've actually tried um actually no i've tried uh is points considered a different type of um I always, I always, I always thought points was rotisserie. Is that the same thing or no? Oh, I don't know then. See, this is why you shouldn't like, shouldn't take our advice. Exactly. But I feel like head to head's more fun. It's just like, 
mm, you're trying to take out this guy um like you can just key in on this guy that you're facing this week and just like destroy him yeah and right and plan around it yeah and i think the cool thing with it is that you can actually tailor some strategies right when you're going up instead of like a point seat where you know russell westbrook yeah. is like the best player because he gets triple doubles but he shoots you know 20 percent field goal but that doesn't yeah. matter see i think it's easier actually mm-hmm. exactly. like you can just choose like uh, you just throw i don't know but like depends right some people i mean if you're just casual and you oh i don't know i might <laughs> maybe i'll just stop talking about points league <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah going back to your your background so uh yeah i mean i guess you, this is your time to go so how many championships have you had in those six years i've had three wow well, three feet 50 percent is it so i'm like the or... No, I never. So this is how this is how the pattern's been. I joined in 2015. Um, I would say that's beginner's luck. So I won that one, but then um, I ended up six, and then ended up winning again. Ended up seventh. Ended up winning again, but then um, last year ended up third. Right. So I'd say I'm like the Kevin Durant, of the last decade. Wow. Goat. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I mean, I guess, um, I mean, that's really good. You know, 50%, that's better than a lot of other, you know, a lot of other people there. But it's small sample size, right? That's true. Small yeah. Sample size. And then, you know, oh, well, this is like strategy later, but it's always like, um, like I, my first team name was Mr. Whiteside, or at least that's what it finished with. That was when, um, like Hassan just like won rebounds and blocks and field goal, right? Oh man, that was like, that was crazy. his breakout year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> I mean, to be true, truthful, that is that was his only year, honestly. That that he was fantasy relevant, in my opinion. Really? No. Yeah. But I, mean, uh, well, I feel like he had a few good years. Yeah, I mean, we'll, 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 in terms of fantasy, in terms of fantasy, in terms of fantasy, we'll we'll, we'll go back to that. But um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in your fantasy background? Mm, no i think that's i mean i think compared to other people my fantasy experience is pretty limited but i just like talking about like i play very little but i like like micromanaging and a little amount of things i have but but what you play you win 50 percent, so that's you know, better than you know playing on a lot of leagues and only winning like two of them mm, yeah but yeah, one one question I had um, that I also forgot to mention is, who is your favorite fantasy player throughout all the years? All the years, it, it doesn't even have to be like, you know, since I started. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, like uh, a player that's good now, but like you know, maybe going oh. back a few years, who was your favorite fantasy player? Oh, that's okay. How about do you have an answer right now? Ah, for me, yeah, I, I have an answer. I think for me, it would definitely have to be. Uh, I don't know why I, I want to say it, but I have to, it has to be Chris Paul because for me, for me, for some reason, I always seem to grab onto Chris Paul, and I always, and I'm always not happy when I pick him, but for some reason, when I mean. I mean, not some reason, but he's a he's a he's a good player, right? So, like going through, I think back in a couple of my leagues, I had him, and I just never expected him, you know, to be. Oh yeah. yeah. He's somewhat efficient. I mean, obviously, I think coming like the past couple of years, he hasn't been that efficient, but he's efficient. He's a you know great a great source of steals, and mm-hmm. obviously he's he's an amazing assist person. So. Um, for me, that would be, I guess, over the years, over the six years that I've been playing, I think that he yeah. would be kind of like someone that I think is, you know, my favorite fantasy player. And I just have a preference for point guards. Um, yeah. And I, I know some people don't, but for me, that would be the player. So. Yeah. That's like the opposite. I, I hate <laughs> like, so basically like assist, right? I always punt assist because mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Going back to favorite. Wow. 
Oh, you know what though? I'm 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 gonna mention a point guard though. Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. Uh, I think Lillard is my favorite. Ooh. Did, did you did you draft? I don't think you ever had Lillard, did you? I've had Lillard on my roster. I think I've had Lillard twice. Mm-hmm. I, like he's my favorite just because like inside look like from the outside just looking in, mm-hmm. he's just so consistent. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> but like, here I might draft him this year. But like, whenever I get someone like with high assist, I always punt it still. But like, I feel um, I don't know. Like the, you know when you're watching other people's teams and like, oh mm-hmm. no way he's like scoring this much or. Like, how did he get so many threes all of a sudden? I feel like every time I look, Damian Lillard is always the one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Steph too. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've never had Steph though. <laughs> I had Steph, but I, I, I don't want to talk about that season. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Dame, Dave has that X factor, and I think a lot of players. I mean, it's only a handful of players really have that. You know, that game like they can take over the game and and kind of basically uh win the game but he also does it fantasy wise too where he can kind of put up like you know 40 plus points and that can you know win you the the win you the week or it can put up like eight or nine threes and basically kind of win you that category too so dame's a, a really good choice but um and he's also steady too so he won't like you know weigh you down any in any category which is awesome how about like mm, let's say last few years someone like new someone new i think i know what you're gonna say <laughs> i think i think you're you're probably gonna say um joel Embiid. i do like joel Embiid. but do you think he's he would be the best in the past couple of years um or your favorite not the best but your favorite yeah he's my he would be my favorite i draft like uh what year was he drafted like 2015 uh um i think i've had him every year i want to say except for one wow but i'm always banking on him to be like healthy right yeah well 2014 was when he was drafted but he didn't play until 2015 right he took a year off i believe see i remember like um see oh well this is kind of off topic but i remember like getting him and then um you know people were kind of uh, like expecting like hoping that he'd play yeah i traded him and rondo uh, jimmy butler so oh, wow. i don't know how a, like taco of a league <laughs> like we were playing in but i still remember that trade that was my first trade oh wow yeah i got jimmy butler for rondo and joel and beat i have i have my yeah. thoughts on, on jimmy butler but uh jimmy butler's good too i i know a lot of people say they like jimmy butler and a lot, and I mean, on paper, Jimmy Butler is good, but I'm not a fan. I'm not because... a fan of Jimmy Butler. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of segues us into our our second topic, which is tendencies. So fantasy tendencies. So this, I guess, we want to talk about this just so that we can have, or we can get our listeners to kind of have an idea on how we think when we're drafting. Um, oh yeah. So I think yeah. Um, let me actually. How about you start? Do you want to start with your tendencies? Yeah. So I think ten like when we say tendencies, mm-hmm. mm, I don't think we're we're not referencing like player tendencies, right? We're talking about fantasy. Yes. Player tendencies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a surprise, but I like like stocks, mm-hmm. right? People that can yeah. steal and block. And do it all um so like nine times out of ten i'm going for someone like that just because if they can do that they can give you like usually they're efficient and they can already give you so many categories already right like normally when i'm drafting mm-hmm. yeah i don't like i don't know what kind of build i'm gonna end up with um mm-hmm. I just like having an even approach mm-hmm. just so that maybe one week I can just focus on this stat or that stat kind of thing, you know? So, oh, so you, so you don't really think of a strategy when you draft, you, you kind of like, no. Okay. Yeah. I just want someone, you know, players that can kind of do it all. And then depending on who I'm facing, mm-hmm. just like stream to, you know, be, be 
better than whatever the opponent has in that week, right? But next week, I might be like focusing on something else, All right? Yeah, tendency. My tendency is to like pick a player that can kind of do everything, right? So a player that like also steals and blocks. So I really like players that um can give you stocks. Yeah, stocks. I can't resist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um steals is one of the it, it's I guess in our league steals is a category I think a lot of people kind of forget about. Um, really? I think. I mean, I think so based on what I've seen. But I mean, maybe, maybe it's not what you see in our leagues. But uh, I feel like steals and blocks are kind of the category that people sometimes forget about. And then you know, you focus on the fancy stats like points, rebounds, assists, right? But um, you know, steals and blocks can all can win you cat or can win you weeks. You know, when you when you when you get lucky or when you have a good team, right? So, yeah, I think stocks Red, is a good good one. I just don't, like, for me, I just don't get why you wouldn't go for it because, <laughs> like, it's, it's like you said, it's hard to find, right? So, like, why wouldn't you kind of want to get it, right? Because you're not going to find it yeah. streaming, kind of. I mean, I guess you can. I guess you can. But, like, <laughs> I just think it's, like, logical to, to get something like that. But anyways... <laughs> Yeah, and then you know what's annoying though. Yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. It's like when, well, I guess it's normal, but like if you're playing in, like when you're playing in a league and you've played like for years and years, mm -hmm. and people have the same kind of like <laughs> strategy as you. Yeah. It's like it's hard to. That's where that's when I'm like, okay, I have to deviate a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like I'll just draft whoever then. Well, okay, so here's my question. So I know I know it's a strategy that not a lot or that is dumb but what do you think about just picking five categories and just winning five like, like just pun punting the rest of them mm -hmm. yeah like literally just punting like you know obviously turnovers right punting turnovers because that's you, can, mm -hmm. you can't really predict turnovers and then steals blocks you know field goal percentage or something and then, but then you, mm. you get like points. What do you get? You get threes, points, rebounds, three jokes. But yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you think about strategies where you're kind of like punting half, half of the half of the I, cats? I think the cloud that'll get you into the playoffs probably, <laughs> right? But then that's why like that's why I said like I like um like if you punt, then you like like let's say you go up against someone like that just mm -hmm. you know they have, like let's say you're you're not punting threes right that's the thing that you're gonna go for mm -hmm. but you face like a Steph Curry Damian Lillard team that week right yeah so you're like you're already losing that category mm -hmm. I mean you know there's always gonna be someone that just just goes harder and harder in a category than you I feel hmm. but yeah I mean that's, have you done that though? I don't. I don't remember you doing that. I've never done it, but I always joke about it because. Okay, let's. So, I, I. I'm not a good drafter. I don't think I'm a good drafter. Um, I think um, for me at least, I always, I try to to make like a pre rank, like pre ranking drafts or whatever. I try to make my own, um, mm -hmm. and. I mean, I, I always have like. You know, I always have my list in front of me when I'm drafting, but I like going off the board and I like going for rookies. And that is, you oh, know, yeah. that's really hit or miss, right? Because, you know, sometimes you pick up and, you know, just, I think back a couple of years ago, I was really high on uh, Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr., right? DSJ. <laughs> oh my God. I, I was high on him. What was he like? I think he was fourth overall pick for something. He was really, he was I picked, don't know. He was high. He was, yeah. he was picked quite high and he was going into a Dallas team where they didn't have a point guard. So I'm like, okay, this, this guy, you know, this guy is, is the gem, right? So I pick him, I pick him pretty early in the draft. I would say maybe like sixth round or in the middle there. And, um, he has, he was, you know, terrible for me. And I ended up dropping you know, he, him. But, yeah. He got a, a training camp deal, I think. 
hell, but so first, maybe you should draft him again. No, but for someone that's been drafted with you, he's just drafted in 2017, uh, lottery pick number nine, like ninth overall pick. You kind of expect him to not be competing for for um, a spot, but actually looking at it again, this this draft is pretty bad. Uh, Josh, Wait, which draft? Are you... 2017. Josh Jackson was number four. Oh, okay. This is the Sarich one too, right? Yeah. Oh no, not Sarich. Uh, what's his face? Fultz. Uh, um, Bender. Bender, right? Dragon Bender. I think this was the Fultz draft. Yeah, Markel Fultz. Was it? Was Wait, Bender no. Here? The Suns. Didn't the Suns pick like twice and mess up twice? Was Bender not there? 2017. I don't. I'm. I'm not sure, but. This is oh. the Marco Fultz, Lonzo Ball, and Jason Tatum draft. Wait, so just to go back, like this, I mean, would you say this is like one of your tendencies to like <laughs> draft rookies and gamble on them? Yes, <laughs> I I am a fan of rookies because you never know when they're going to. I guess if you pick the right one at the right time, they really you know they give you a huge boost, right? And I feel like people don't like to gamble on them just. You know, you don't know what you're getting, but I feel like there's a huge reward when you when you do like it. Like a Devin Booker, yeah, Donovan Mitchell kind of thing. Yeah, like a Donovan Mitchell in that year, that was crazy. But like speaking speaking of Donovan Mitchell, I will always draft him, mm-hmm. but I will always unload like try to trade him away, and I don't know why. I I, I kind of get you with that because Donovan Mitchell always. I don't. There's something about Donovan Mitchell where I know he's a good. I mean, I know he's a he. He's the star for Utah and everything, and he's good. But fantasy wise, I just don't see it. I don't know. Like he gives you the stats and stuff, but sometimes he just has really off games, and I don't think he's as consistent as everyone thinks he is. I wonder if he starts off slow. Maybe that's why. <laughs> like I would have to look back, but maybe he's just a slow starter and. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I guess kind of going with tendencies as well. Um, what do you think about or how do you factor injuries into your into I guess your fantasy team? Oh. Um, um yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I think that's like initially when I started playing, mm-hmm. I would like I there was one year I loaded up on like injured players, but then that was the year I like like I came six, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, now I don't like if they're injured. Um, it has to be like later rounds, for later, sure. Later rounds. This is different. This is different than injury prone, right? Like this is a person that like is injured going into the season, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, injured going into the season. Yeah, I I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Like yeah, I usually don't actually. I'm thinking this year. I mean, you got players. I mean, off the top of my head. Oh yes, you're like, right. You're right. I can you're think right. of what Pascal Siakam's going to go into the season injured, right? Yeah, and yeah. he otherwise he would have been drafted pretty high because you know past of his past season and he's like technically yeah. the number one option in Toronto. But um, yeah, I mean, if he, he's injured now, so I guess where do you, if you had a chance to pick now, or what's the latest round you would pick? Pascal Siakam now. Oh, now that he's that's injured. a good question, actually. But, um, well, how long do you think he so, would last in like in the pool? I think I don't think he'd make it past fourth round. Well, I don't think he'd make like he, I think he'd still be drafted in the top forty. I don't even really? know what his projections are, but I feel like that's mm-hmm. yeah. But isn't he projected to miss? I think. I mean, he's definitely going to miss the start of the season, but I think he's going to start maybe playing in january i think that's what they're saying oh i was i was thinking december so i think we're <laughs> well on the same okay actually considering that i don't know maybe top 60 though still mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah. yeah i think for me um for injured players i i i i need to stay away from them i i think um for me i've never had success drafting <laughs> drafting injured players and for me i need every single week to count so i can't have like i can't have like a burden just leading off the the league so um and that and that goes back to my story about steph curry i think back in was it 2019 2018 or something where oh where that was the that was the year where steph curry injured his hand i think and he was out for basically the like 
30, 40 games. Whole season. Yeah, pretty oh. much. Pretty oh. much. Pretty much the whole season. And yeah. that was my number one pick, and I was so excited to have Steph Curry. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, this is it. He's everyone else is injured in Golden State. You know, you got Clay injured. Dre's not not going to be their leading scorer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, Steph is the pick here. I pick him yeah. up. I'm expecting him to give me five threes a game. You know, maybe like over ten threes a week. Um, and he just started the season off very slowly which is fine you know i i kind of predicted that but um he still has he has good games here and there and then i think it wasn't even what 10 15 games in the season he injures his hands and he's out until probably like february and oh i had forgotten i had forgotten he was playing poorly actually you know what because they'll i i tried offering you james harden man yeah yeah i know i know and i should have taken that but uh, at the end of the day, once he got injured, I was like, ah. And then I tried trading him. I tried trading him for the longest time. And then I eventually got got him um, got him for DeAndre Ayton, which is not first-round pick material. And that was the year where he was suspended for steroids. So it, That's tough, too. The Like, the suspensions. It was exactly. um, John Collins. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yes, it was John Collins. John and Collins then it was DeAndre Ayton. There was a there was a guy in our league actually that um had both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then that's that's when I was like, okay, this we have to go I have to go to this guy because he he's missing two great players. And yeah. and you know, we, you don't know what you're getting with DeAndre Ian after he comes back without steroids, but then yeah. <laughs> Steph is out until February and I needed those weeks in between, right? So I made the trade and then I got him back. I got Aiton back like maybe two weeks later because that was the end of his suspension. And he's he's good, but he's not first round material. So that was a terrible, terrible year for me. I had nobody else after after that. My team was very bad. So that's why I, I'm I'm gonna stay. I mean, you can't predict that injury to Steph Curry, but that has right. has really scared me from injury prone players. Um, I think I got scared too, though. Um, I don't remember what year it was, but like every year, like when we start fantasy and like I like watching on the first day, like, you know, the like my players, oh, they're putting up stats. I remember like, um, like, oh, Gordon Hayward's on, right? So he was the first player of the night and he scored two points for me. And then I was looking at my scoreboard. I'm like, hey, what the hell is happening, right? Yeah. That was the year he like broke his leg two two minutes into the game oh that's that after that i was like no i'm not no way i'm drafting injured players anymore like that was a freak accident mm-hmm. but it's just like exactly it's too much yeah and i guess that kind of goes into I, I guess our follow-up question that would be what do you think about injury prone players like anthony davis like day-to-day oh, davis yeah i think like i think he's still worth like anthony davis is one of those players that I would draft because you know he's like everything right he does everything yeah i, I think yeah, yeah you know if you're and i'm punting assist keep that in mind <laughs> only that category yes. like he does everything for me so i would take like no way he should be um top five like, past top five yeah yeah like i you have to i mean i would take him but it depends on how talented he they are yeah. right so like anthony davis is like the exception right yeah. um Injury prone, like mm-hmm. Kyrie, is he injury prone? I mean, he's not injury prone, but I think he's prone to missing games in the season just because, <laughs> just because of him. But yeah. that would be the same category, I guess. That's good though. Like, yeah, uh, Kyrie's more of like a. Mm, I I stay away from him though, mm-hmm. but I could yeah. see like he's first round value, right? If he plays. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, yeah, only certain players mm-hmm. like. Injury prone players after like after first round players, uh, it's I probably stay away. Yeah, yeah, and then I I guess for me that's you know with the whole talk about injury prone players. Um, last year I had first overall pick, and I decided on James Harden over Anthony Davis, and we all know how that season turned out for James Harden, but yeah. who could have predicted that James Harden was. You know, I mean, obviously he had issues with Houston for time, but this man has not missed many games in his career. And yeah. he was, you know, still balling 
when he when he's even when he played in Houston, right? He was averaging like 35 points a game for like the three four games that he played for them. But decided to sit out, and I lost him for that part. And then when he went to Brooklyn, got injured. Oh yeah, and then he got injured. And then the whole incident with him at a strip club, I think it was. Was it was yeah. it that season? Yeah, but then um, no, that was the same season. That yeah. was at the beginning of the season, though. Oh, I think. Oh man, I just I, preseason. I think I bring bad luck to my first round picks. I think this was right after the year of Steph Curry too. So I don't think I should be. I don't think I should be picking top five. <laughs> I think like those two, like oh, Anthony Davis and James Harden. Like those are the two players that are like, um, how do you say it? They're like cheats. Yeah. You draft them, and as long as you're not like uh, I guess. completely uh, auto drafting, yeah, you should have a decent enough roster to make the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm scared of injury prone players, so I'll I'll stay away from them. Yeah. And but then it's looking good this year, though. Like if you look at the top players, but you never know. You never know. Not a, oh, oh, I see. Yeah. You never know. Um, I mean, one season. I mean, one per, one freak incident, or once, or something happens, and you know, basically you lose your first round draft pick. But I've had too much experience with that. Mm. Oh, here's a question. <laughs> kind of off topic, but yeah. like, let's say if it's like you know, twelve player or twelve team draft, mm-hmm. do you like? drafting first or do you like having closer picks like if you're 12th and you can pick 13th i i like the last pick i i personally like the last in the snake draft which is how we usually do it i like the last yeah. pick because it gives me more options right um mm-hmm. i like picking two players back to back and honestly first round you can't really go wrong with anybody you pick up there um <laughs> wait <laughs> So I'm only laughing because, um, well, I don't know. Like someone dra- drafted Russell Westbrook like first oh, round. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> even if even if you auto draft the first pick, you're still gonna get a quality pair. I'm pretty sure Russell Westbrook was not top twelve last last year in in. He'll give you counting stats though, but I just thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I like draft. I like drafting at at the back end because it gives me more time to prep, and I get two players, you know, right at the same time. Um, what do you think? Uh, like, what? Are, what are I you agree think? with that too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because then I get time to think. I mean, I guess everyone gets the same amount of time to think, right? Yeah. But like, I don't know. Maybe I just like the yeah, like the satisfaction of drafting back to back. Yeah, I guess it's just the thing where I, I mean, some people don't like going first. Uh, I'm not one of those people who like going first. So I love going first too, though. <laughs> well, so that's that's completely opposite to your draft strategy, then. Well, there's two answers. Like I said, mm-hmm. there's there's like if you're not picking um. Well, actually, now there's three with Jokic. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if there's Anthony, if we're talking about years past, mm-hmm. if you had the first pick, and you pick Anthony Davis mm-hmm. or James Harden. Yeah. You should get a good team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, even though I like drafting back to back, because yeah. you're guaranteed to like get a good team. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah. let's uh, let's segue. I guess. I mean, we've been kind of talking about this uh, as we go on, but um, so I don't know if there's much that you want to add to this strategy talk here. But mm-hmm. um, I guess one question I have in terms of. I mean, I guess you already answered it that your favorite categories are are steals and blocks, so stocks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess for me, I never really got to mention it, but I think my favorite category is threes. I just, it's just when I'm watching the game and I see my player hit a three, it just, it makes me feel oh, so, yeah. it makes me feel better because not only do I get like, you know, field goal percentage, I also get, you know, points and I also get a three point make. And that's just, mm-hmm. you know, three categories in one, that's a value deal. And I, and I like that. So that's just like, no, that my, my favorite category. That's the thing too, though. Like, mm-hmm. um, this is a tendency. And also I think it's kind of a strategy too. Mm-hmm. Like you like, um, yeah. three point shooting. Mm-hmm. Like it's more fun to watch something that you like. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. For sure. And so like drafting too, like I draft players that I like to watch, mm-hmm. like if I don't like them, that's true. Uh, nine times out of ten, I'm not drafting them. 
because um, I don't want to watch them. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like, oh, they're staying on my team. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, like, let me be the GM. <laughs> like, yeah. What I want this player on my team, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would never pick LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess I guess that's that's the right thing to do because you know you don't want to draft someone just for the sake of drafting. I mean, at the end of the day, fantasy is about you know what you like, right? And drafting, let's say you know someone that you like to watch. Like for me, I, I like to watch Devin Booker. I know, I know a lot of people probably don't like him fantasy wise, but I like I like watching him play. His game is just so fun to watch. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, w- I would pick him, but you know it depends. I guess it really depends on where I end up on the draft. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that was just something I wanted to point out because I think that's pretty important. And so I have a tendency to draft players that, um, yeah, that you like. even though like there's a player that might be a little bit better, I just draft them because I like them. Yeah. So it's more easier to get invested. Yeah. And I mean that's the funnest part about fantasy, right? When you get invested in your team. That's that's when I guess it really you know it really starts opening up because then you think about or when you're watching the game and you see someone that you know is available in the free agency wire and you're like I gotta pick him up right mm-hmm. okay yeah even for like the team name yeah <laughs> for the team name oh man I don't have any creativity anymore when it comes to the team name it's longer now you can um you can, you can make characters. the team name longer now. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah um i guess that's pretty much uh those topics but i think what i what we want to kind of get into now is maybe let's give you give everyone kind of like a little preview of i guess how a normal episode will go where we kind of go over the news of the week um that's happening in the nba and obviously right now it's uh again it's september 2nd so we it's the off season um training camp's about to open up i think for most teams but um there's a lot of there's a lot of fun i guess news that, that are coming out and i think um one thing that that came out just the past couple of days is the news about uh i guess it's the whole news about the the um what was it the rich paul the 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 mba or the player agent for uh nerland's noel noel's um, and the conflict that he has with the 76ers and how, I mean, obviously that's bad for basketball, but I mean, I guess, what are your opinions on that? Like, did you, did you see the news in the past couple of days or? Yeah. But this is a thing that I've noticed, like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is it? Clutch sports, right? Yeah. Is that what he's, mm-hmm. so I always, there was always like players that. I don't think they're that good, but they got big deals, like KCP. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Like he played meh in Detroit, and then all of a sudden he's playing with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like I always kind of saw that. Like he'd always try to bring them to. I mean, I guess yeah. it makes sense. You want it, you want your players to go to bigger markets mm-hmm. so that you can get more money for them. Yeah. But like it was odd because Nerlens wasn't a bad player, mm-hmm. right? Like. That, that's why I thought it was odd. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember, like, him not being, like, they didn't sign him, right? So yeah. now it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And, and it seems that, it seems really sketchy because, um, like, the Sixers are saying, oh, yeah, we tried to sign this guy. Yeah, and I think that's, like, a huge, I guess that's a huge issue in the NBA with, you know, who you're represented by, like, your your agent is kind of, dependent on where you can play which is you know that's terrible for for the sport but i don't know i just think um if one company like clutch sports or something gets too many of the nba players then you're gonna get teams like the 76ers that kind of get screwed out of a lot of these free agents right yeah yeah so I guess moving on to let's just continue on the trend of 76ers and let's talk about Ben Ben Simmons. So we know all summer long he or Daryl Morey was trying to get him traded and asking for basically the whole team, the whole team from any, the whole team and their and their futures for for Ben Simmons, who 
on paper and fantasy wise, he's I think he's pretty good. Um, he's a good fantasy player. He's a good real life player. I'm not gonna you know knock on him over that. Um, he didn't have a good playoffs last year, obviously, and everyone knows that. But I think um, he does give good value to a lot of teams that, or for a lot of teams, they need someone like that. But what do you think on the whole the, the situation with Ben Simmons basically getting or getting first of all roasted by his teammates, and then now and then getting put on the trade block, and then now himself or Ben Simmons is saying that he doesn't want to play for the 76ers anymore. What do you what do you think about that? Like, what, do you have any idea yeah. where, I guess, where he's going to go? Or if he's going to force a trade, what, what is the 76ers going to get for that? Like, I think he's a good player, too. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's just, like, not worth his contract, I think. Because yeah. he hasn't, like, what is this, year five or year six? And he hasn't really improved, right? Yeah. Um, I think it wasn't smart of them to, like even though like you know that he's not improved like you kind of like by throwing him under the bus you kind of like decreased your leverage right so i don't think that was smart of them um yeah so like the teams that he wants to go to right like the california teams yeah like i don't think it's gonna happen i think i think he'd be a good fit like they keep saying minnesota i think he'd be a good fit in minnesota i think he'd be a good fit along along cat but the, the question is what what is what are the 76ers i guess asking for right oh getting back yeah because i think i mean based on you know based on their previous you know, negotiations with other teams they're looking for at least two first round picks and two pick swaps i think it was that and a star right and either a star or like you know a pretty solid prospect right so if you're looking at what minnesota i think what are we looking at? Um, uh, who is that that rookie uh, power forward that they got last year? That Jaden McDaniel's. Yeah. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I think I think someone like him. Um, but I think if the if Minnesota can kind of get away with keeping Cat D'Angelo and who else was their third star? Or did they even have a third? Anthony star? Edwards. Oh, and Anthony Edwards. I'm pretty sure if they wanted to trade, I think Philly Philly would ask for Anthony Edwards. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if they can keep those three and bring in Ben Simmons, I think that would be a pretty good team, a pretty good starting five. You know, I don't think they would ask. I think they would value the the star or the like the yeah because the right like right now Mm -hmm. you're not gonna try to get a prospect because like they want to compete, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it would have to be D'Angelo. But then I don't think Minnesota would give him. Yeah. They just traded for him, right? Yeah, they just traded for him, and they never really had. He never really had a chance to play with his best friend Cat. I think they were both injured at different times last year, and yeah. they never really got those games together. But I, I don't know who else like realistically, yeah, because um, the linking they're linking. Um... What What do you think about Sacramento? I know that is another link that that people have been talking about, and the offer. <laughs> The offer on the table, or not on the table, but the offer that uh, 76ers are asking for was a package of what? Um, uh, it's a, I'm blanking on it. No, they're not asking Fox? for a Fox. They're asking for the shooter, Buddy Heal. Halliburton? They're oh. asking for Buddy Heal. They're asking for Halliburton. They're asking yeah. for Davion Mitchell, which I hate, but he's there. All three of them? And two first round picks and pick swaps. Whoa. Whoa! Right, I saw that the other day, and I'm like, that's insane. No way. They're basically giving up their current future plus their future future. Yeah. No, that's not gonna happen. And then who? I think in the end it'll just be for someone. Like it won't be for that much, but um. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think about? That's not worth it. What do you think about the leading rumor with uh, Ben Simmons, I guess, and Damian Lillard? Oh, is that the? I think that is that, that still the number one. I guess that came up recently because I saw today um, there was an article or news about uh, Damian Lillard liking a po- liking a, an Instagram post or something or a Twitter post or something. Oh, with, with. so yeah. teammates as teammates as teammates. I don't think that's gonna happen, but yeah, that that just kind of put it into my mind, you know, that they that they're still looking at that trade, and I think that's 
I don't think that's possible. I think Dame, I, I, I think at the end of the day, if Portland doesn't do well in the first like 20 games, I think Dame does want out, but I don't think yeah. um, it's going to be for Ben Simmons. I think that's not enough. But I think Portland's going to want more. I think that'd be a great Portland team, though. With, oh, like, yeah. With you know, the problem is CJ, right? Yeah. Or the problem is like two small guards, right? They have a lot of small guards. Yeah. But like, like, like Norm mm-hmm. should always be playing the two, in my opinion. Yeah. So like you shift him up and then Covington shift him up and you put Ben Simmons there. And Nurk, you got enough three point shooting. Yeah. I think that's a great lineup. And then you get you get like the Sixers like a, a vet, right? CJ? CJ? I mean I th- yeah. he can ball handle a little bit. I'm thinking yeah, they're gonna need some. I mean, I... and then they can throw in prospects too, like Nasir Little. He doesn't play at all. I don't think. Um, I don't think people... Anthony Simmons. <laughs> I don't think people are looking at Nasir Little and thinking he's like you know <laughs> a top prospect. I think maybe Anthony, but uh, I don't like him at all. But yeah, I think, I think that's the best it'll get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the best it'll get. Like this is a trade that doesn't gut either roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be the best trade uh, if. I mean, if Dame does one out, which, or if Portland wants to make a splash, I guess. Yeah, though I think, um, well, I don't know anymore, but like San Antonio, I think would be good too, actually. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think, do you think Pop will finally get Ben to start shooting some threes? I think Ben is a capable three-point shooter. You think so? No, I just think that he'd get him more like, um, he would just put him in more more, more like successful. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. what he's good at, right? I mean, I think if if Pop can get Ben to play like um, Tony Parker, where Tony Parker, <laughs> where um, he's not a three point threat. I mean, he's not a huge three point threat, but he, you know. You know, yeah, he, but he's got it like a mid-range jumper. He's got a mid-range jumper. You can drive. You know, you can free throws. Pass. I mean, that's it's bad. This is a bad. <laughs> bad I mean, man. I mean, look, like, who do you, who can you really think about that's been on San Antonio Spurs that you can kind of compare to what Ben Simmons is? No, but like right now, like, um, Dejounte Murray is not a good three-point shooter, right? Oh, true. True, but he's a good defender. Too. You know, yeah. And then Demar sucked. Did they cover up for Demar? I, I I haven't watched a lot of Spurs, but did did Pop kind of get a way to kind of cover up for Demar's weakness on the defensive end? Did they? Did he have like? Did you want? No, like I I, I remember reading a lot of comments, just like mm-hmm. just like how like when he was on the Raptors, you know, yeah. oh he's they're pl- he's playing him too much or whatever. So mm-hmm. probably not, <laughs> but like yeah. he he can work with players that don't shoot threes true that's true and yeah. i think i think there are uh the spurs were kind of in the top of the league in terms of three-point efficiency they they don't take a lot but when they take them they more than more than likely to make them yeah so he can go one for one yeah. like from the season and be an improvement yeah and i guess that kind of goes into um two of my other small little uh news things i want to talk about which are small signings, but I think, you know, they're important to talk about, which, first of all, I think today, um, Shams reported that Paul Millsap has signed a deal with the Brooklyn Nets. So with this, a lot of people are saying that um, Nick Claxton, they're, they're kind of like their young and upcoming center slash power forward, I don't know how you want to call them, but that kind of, you know, ruins his kind of, Gross. Oh, what do you, yeah. what do, what do, what do yeah. you think about that in terms of, I guess in terms of fantasy-wise for Nick Claxton? Oh, fantasy-wise? Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think it's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, I, like, even if they didn't sign Millsap, I still don't think he would be a good fantasy choice just because it's so, like, Crowded. deep. Like, right now, uh, DeAndre Jordan's still on the team, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, they, like... We still have Blake... <laughs> Yeah, they have Blake. They signed Millsap. Um, KD can go small. They, are, they signed James Johnson. And they are front runners to sign Lamarcus Aldridge. Aldridge. Which, yeah. which basically means Nick Claxton better just be gone. 
Um, Yo, I hope someone drafts Nick Claston. <laughs> but then maybe he gets traded to a team like, you know, Cleveland. I heard they like their they like bigs. Or Toronto. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing, yeah. But yeah, I guess yeah. I guess that goes into the other one, which the Cleveland Cavaliers have signed Taco Fall, seven foot five center. Um I thought this was pretty yeah. interesting to talk about just because I think Cleveland is uh, trying to make the tallest team in the league. Um, yeah. And what they have, they signed Jared Allen at the beginning of the offseason. Mm-hmm. They drafted Evan Mobley. Yeah, and then, um, and now they got Taco Fall. And, you know, that front court is huge. Yeah, that's a, uh, I don't know, they're still kind of a, a myth team. Yeah. But it's cool though. I like Jared Allen. Yeah. I like Yeah, I like Jared Allen. I like Mobley too. I like Mobley, but I just kind of think, you know, you're paying a lot of money to to these bigs that I mean, they're decent. I'm not talking about Taco Fall, but they're they're decent. Like, you know, you have Laurie Martin and you have um you have Jared Allen and they're good they're good bigs, but apparently Mobley, you know he's supposed to be Anthony Davis like I guess I don't know what his comparison is but he's supposed to be like a game changer and I think you can't really put you can't really put him on the bench you know behind those guys I think that's probably gonna hinder his growth what do you what do you think uh I know I think he should draft Mobley yeah I don't know I don't know um, like, they have the same, like, I don't know, I feel like Mobley will get playing time because, like, Markinen, Love, and uh, D. Wade, they're all, like, the same, like, yeah. seven-foot jump shooters now. Is D. Wade seven-foot? I'm gonna assume. No, I thought he was, like, 6'11", or 6'10", maybe. Whatever, same thing. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, it's so weird. Um, that team would be pretty interesting if you, I guess, if you need a big, if you're looking at bigs. I'm just gonna say, like Cleveland, they're not gonna win a lot of games. Again, I mean, what's new? You know, they got Rubio too, right? Yeah, they got Rubio. I don't know what they're doing. Their guards are not good enough. I think I know Garland and Sexton have been good, but I don't know. I don't think they are, you know, a playoff starting caliber backcourt. Oh, I just want to switch it back to fantasy for a second. Yeah. Like, um, Isaac Okoro. Oh yeah, <laughs> like uh, he might be like the most average. No, you know what? No, like he plays so many minutes, but he doesn't do anything. Exactly. It's like there's always a player every year that I, I like that I look mm-hmm. that I see that's on the wire. Yeah, that is always on the wire. <laughs> that plays like 30 minutes and doesn't do anything. And Isaac Okoro wins that award. Oh man, last year. Yeah, he's PJ Tucker, but worse. I constantly looked at him and I'm like. This guy can give me a solid five points, you know, three rebounds. I'm surprised you didn't draft him. <laughs> uh, I was he's close. like top four probably. I think last year I drafted Obi Toppin and I was like, he's he's the next savior, you know. I drafted him late, but I thought he was the savior. You know, with all the hype going into Obi Toppin and how he was crying when he got drafted, I thought he was gonna do something more. But I'm trying to remember if I drafted a rookie um... last year. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I did. Yeah, I think we tend to. Or usually, usually I will pick a rookie, like late at the very end. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going through really quickly, and mm-hmm. well, I drafted Whiteside fourth round. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that that's you gotta you gotta look at the depth chart. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I did not look at that. Yeah, I didn't draft any rookies last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, rookies are extreme. I mean, this year's rookie class looked a lot better, but again, yeah. rookies are, you know, high risk, high reward type of players, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking back at, like, um, like our draft results mm-hmm. and looking at the last pick of each, like, that each person made. Mm-hmm. Um, no rookies. Wow. So the rookies were taken before that. Too early. A little bit too early. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, 
I think I made the best last pick too, actually. What was your last pick? Jordan Clarkson. Oh wow, yeah. What a was he six man? Actually, no, you know what? No, that's not true. Why? Someone drafted Malik Beasley as their last pick. Oh my. I think God. Malik Beasley was better. Yes, for sure. I think he was better. Yeah. yeah. But then he got. I mean, the only thing is, again, he got what suspended. Like, was that during the season though? Yeah, that was during the season. He was out, he was oh, out for well, like four weeks or something. Oh, I don't know. Either, I either he got suspended or he got injured. One of those. But he was out for a good portion of the, of the season. And that's what kind of tanked his value a bit. But I think as a last pick, that's great. And I'm just going over your theory. I think your theory is right. Like whoever you draft for your first pick in the first round yeah. should be pretty good. Um, yeah, it was good. Actually... Russell Westbrook was someone's second pick, so I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> but yeah, still, he wasn't drafted in the top twelve. Yeah, but, but last year was so yeah. messy. With, with, I think, did he get traded? Like before the season, I think he did, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember I'm anymore. pretty sure he didn't start the season with Houston. I think he got traded to to Washington. Like, I don't remember before anymore. the season, but he was in. Oh, you know what? I'll say. I'll tell you who not to draft. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Killian Hayes. This is random, but oh, he. I thought I saw some metric or something where he was like, um, the lowest rated like rookie in terms of like you know, plus minus or some some other stat. But he was like out of all the rookies that uh from last year. Oh, he was like one of yeah. the lowest, and I'm like, damn, Detroit, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Detroit had a good playoff schedule. I remember that. So I remember, like, I remember seeing his name and seeing his name on the wire. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, ugh, you're probably not gonna do anything. Yeah. I mean, I was. That's right. I was so excited for DeLon, DeLon Wright when I when I had a chance to pick him up, and yeah. and he gets traded to what Sacramento did basically disappear fantasy wise. You know what's fun, or mm-hmm. like one of the best parts is always like picking someone up, like. Yeah. Mm, and keeping them like that what is that called again like yeah you find like treasure right yeah it's like a in gem. the wire yeah it's that's like, always like oh that's the best yeah, like, better than drafting first yeah for sure i think it, like obviously drafting is a huge part of fantasy but i think also um you know the free agency the waiver wire right we gotta kind of yeah. focus on that. i think you found i think you found a pretty good one last year like Accord, like especially according to your build yeah right Darius Garland was pretty good yeah and the, the, that's the thing you gotta kind of find these guys early on in the year or early on before they get scooped up right because they will be for sure scooped up like later and later on in the, the year mm-hmm. so yeah I think uh, that's about everything for I guess our inaugural episode of the podcast um any yeah. any last words anything you want to throw in there uh i hope yuda watanabe gets more playing time <laughs> yeah i mean he he would be pretty i think he would be pretty good fantasy wise if he had some more oh amazing <laughs> yeah there's there were games where he would like mm-hmm. give you stocks and threes and mm-hmm. yeah if he ever got like 20 minutes yeah for sure, he should be on a roster. I mean, he was he was one of their top, uh, one of Japan's top players in the Olympics, right? So, I mean, they don't have they don't, they have probably two players in the NBA, but um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's one of two, and I think I would personally say he was the better one. A lot of people would say it's Rui, but you know, yeah, I agree. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's I, what I wanted to leave off on. <laughs> Yeah, we're all rooting for Utah. So, Utah Watanabe, not Utah Jazz. I might draft him. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe like later in the draft, or or are you thinking higher? I might surprise some people. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's what I think is fun too. Mm-hmm. Like just to throw like a, whoa, what the, all right, out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, true. I I always love those though. Like sometimes like. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I know like someone's auto drafting or like they did it by accident, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Let me see if I can do that. <laughs> yeah, make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have more to talk about in future episodes. But I guess with that, we'll we'll end yeah. uh, episode zero. 
episode one. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm going to call episode zero for this, but... Yeah, it's like um, a pilot. Yeah, like a pilot episode. So, oh, this one has dragged on for a bit longer than we thought. So, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging in there. And I guess... Um, I guess look forward to episode one where we're kind of going to be jumping into more of a uh, regular shows type of format where we're going to talk about a lot of the news and fantasy wise so this is more of an intro episode yeah as it picks up so looking forward to many more episodes yeah yeah so with that i guess we'll see everyone or we'll talk to everyone later then yeah see you thanks bye